This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan LaPlante and players Tom McGee as interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Hamstra as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borvik as Sister Rolienne Mina. The Inquisitorial Band and their allies made a decisive first strike, with Vance troops overtaking the Spire Guard headquarters and the rest moving in on the Citadel. The Arbites sacrificed themselves to breach the wall, Nero sacrificed Invictus to unleash Piper, and the band ascended to meet their target. Who will endure the mirror maze before them, knowing there is at its center a Homo Novus? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. He made us, and we love him. We can do nothing else, but he made us to hunt, to kill prey, and now the prey challenges us and he says, wait, why? Audio captured from First Mother Igori, leader of the Homo Novus. You are all advancing into the mirror maze that is at the center of the governor's citadel. The first question I have is, Do you leave the stormtroopers behind to guard the elevator to prevent people from coming after you, but then you have no bullet shields? Or do you bring them with you, knowing that the next elevator could contain enemies behind you? My question is, how 40K is this elevator? Uh, Like, if I drag (laughs) a headless corpse halfway across the threshold so the doors can't close, is it going to cut him in half and go down anyway with legs inside? Your guess would be yes. God it is clearly it, heavy. It's clearly designed to get people in and out of the area. Or is there something you want to do to sabotage it? You have a stack of grenades. I'm imagining Nero would have that. Like, oh, yeah, options. yeah. Trust me, I, I got that. I, I watch uh, Seth start to drag a body, and I say, oh, um, actually, hang on. Can you hold that for me for a second? Um, and I'm just going to walk in like a fucking child, push all the buttons, like, a few floors <laughs> down from us. Click a grenade, drop it in, doors close, uh, and I'll just give a, a quick thumbs up and then like walk away like a cool guy who doesn't look at explosions, knowing that the explosion won't happen anywhere near me. <laughs> yeah. But and behind that- him, just the door dents outwards. Uh, <laughs> and then you hear uh, the elevator does move, but it does not sound good now. <laughs> like there's a lot of creaking. You're hearing grinding. Like you would yeah. not want to ride that elevator. Look, it wouldn't be a Valentine Heresy season finale <laughs> if an elevator didn't get hit by a grenade and like become dangerous. So. <laughs> yeah. So with the stormtroopers with you, then I assume you advance towards the mirror maze. Uh, what is your strategy for for approaching the mirror maze? You know that there are are a number of servitors and other traps within it. Uh, you do have three stormtroopers that remain. There's Maximilian and two more suicide kings. I think Mina will will be fine taking point, but for the most part, we'll stay with Nero and be the Nero shield. And if there's gun servitors, if there's something going on, I think she's just gonna. It worked last time. Gonna keep doing that. 
Yep. The uh, the Suicide Kings, knowing you were guarding Nero, will put someone in front of you. They're, they consider all four of you to be the... What's the asset that they are protecting, to use bodyguard terms at this point? Mm-hmm. They won't actually follow your directions if you tell them to not protect you. They're they're here to do the job now. So you can consider them like Mina, V of Stormtroopers, one to each side and one in front. Sure. Uh, Seth, would you be pulling up the rear? Do you think Piper and Warden would be pulling up the rear? How's this form uh, formation moving? Um, I think Seth would want to be in the middle because he has developed a semblance of familiarity with this place so he wants to be able to direct from not too far back um so i think he'd be in the middle i would uh sorry go ahead laura um i I just saying i i think piper has a bit of an advantage here because she isn't burdened with um like ocular sight conventional sight um instead she has like you know blessed sight um which give her uh, the ability to perceive things um, that would be in- invisible to the eye, potentially. Um, so I think um, Piper would probably be playing a role to help augment Mina in giving her basically like, um, because Piper's uh, range is long for that ability, I think she would be able to sort out um, at least somewhat, have a better idea of the true path Within the if maze. Seth is the one calling the direction because he's the most familiar with the maze, do you want to augment Seth, who's saying where to go, or Mina, who's on point? Um, I guess Seth on on yeah, because it I would be it would be um, yeah. giving Seth essentially a, a better idea. Okay, so with that like. in mind, I was going to suggest if it was Mina that you should get in front of me. If it isn't Mina, I'd say stay behind me because yeah. then the bullets have to go through like stormtroopers Mina. And like I'm squishy, but the body glove and the mesh coat aren't. Yeah. So that gives you like three layers of protection. I mean, this is Titanic hull situation. So like it's not really <laughs> going to help, but it might help a little bit. So um, we've got three stormtroopers and a V in the front, Mina yep. directly behind them. Then there's Nero with Seth and Piper with him and Warden, then Warden pulling up the rear. Yeah. Yeah. I think that as, makes... as the big gunner in the back. Yeah. So. There are three entrances as you come into the the sitting area. There's a left entrance, there's a center entrance, and there's a right entrance. Which one do you take? Which one have I taken historically? You have always entered through the one on, oh man, you're looking at it from the opposite direction. The one on your right or the left from, if you were coming from the other elevator. Then that's the one that Seth would be directing the team towards. Great. Let's roll to see how you do as you start moving around this. Seth, we will let you make the primary rolls because you are deciding where things are moving. Now, okay. Ryan, mechanically, um, I would augment each turn. Um, and if su- any success would add an ability die. Okay, we will have you Seth's roll turns. each time Seth is rolling to represent yeah. a stretch of travel as opposed to, you know, it's not one die to rule them all, but it's yeah. going to be more effective than every turn because that's crazy. Uh, let's have you roll first then to augment okay. Seth to see how that helps. So, uh, it's an default average difficulty check. Okay. Um, and then I'm not going to add anything on that because I think that's great. That's very reasonable. Let's see what happens. All right, rolling. Two successes, three advantages. Alrighty. So Seth, you will get an extra die. Is that correct? Yeah. It an just says if successful target adds one ability die. Yep. So you'll get oh, you can't die. stack the effects. So there you go. Yeah. Green, just, green just is one. ability. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense. 
Great. So, Seth, we are going to go with, in this case, I would accept Streetwise or Survival. Oh, my goodness. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Let's do Survival because it's just that much nicer. Great. You are going to get one boost representing the fact that you have played around in this maze before. Mm -hmm. However, you now know through your augment as you start, as you begin moving towards it, the very first turn of the maze is different than when you have been in here before. Yeah, of course. And you quickly realize, looking at the floor, that there are a number of different scrape marks where the mirror floor has not been completely cleaned. They can funnel you in different directions and move around pieces of the maze. So this is as much a psychological test as it is memory. You'll have to figure out how the maze is moved, not just the order it was in when you had come previously. Okay. The difficulty on this will be three red, one purple, one setback die. Because this was created by a technological genius. See, is there anything I can do to goose that for us? Uh, nope. Uh, and I am going to spend a story point as well, so it'll actually be four red. Okay. Zero purple, four red? Yep. And you have one setback die. And I've, yep, I've got the setback in there. Yeah, okay. Now, let me ask you this, sir. Uh, I started this with my uh with like a tracking device and a picked fly that i used on lucia bane when we talked about packing things up would i have restocked that or we given those as like a one-off kind of thing i'm fine either Um, way because i didn't explicitly say that i packed it up you'd give it you you dropped both on lucia bane right yeah yeah i don't think you would have needed to requisition further equipment as opposed to it just being there um You do have your tracking file, so I don't know if you would have use for it, but the idea that you could drop, say, a data pad and track it with another data pad, that would be possible. I just, I legitimately don't know what your strategy is, so I can't say how that'd help you or not, but you could do yeah. it. I, my my only thing was if this starts to go like really sideways to just send a picked fly out to scout because it has a camera feed. Um, ah, right now, but, what you do have are three stormtroopers who all have Vox speeds. So yeah. you can send a person, but you can't send a fly. Okay, well, I'm going to use a story point for this roll just to get that kind of figured out and see where Great. we stand. Uh, so I'm at three yellow, three green versus four red, one black. I also have a blue. So kind of even, pretty even. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Let's see what happens. Okay, we came out We came out on top, folks. One success, two advantages, one triumph. Very nice. Right on. Very nice. There were five failures that had to be negated for us to come (laughs) to this (laughs) result. Yeah. You begin to advance through the maze. There are servitors that are closing in and opening fire. You do lose two of the stormtroopers through this because they are in the front taking the bullets for the team. The triumph means any of them are still alive and none of you got shot. It's a fucking nasty maze. This is a circus maze from hell. Pieces of mirror are rising up and lowering down, revealing nothing, revealing servo skulls with targeters and no guns, or revealing heavy bolters, auto guns, auto cannons. The floor is opening up. There are silent bursts of needles coming around corners. It's absolutely deadly, but the between the psyker powers that are subtly enhancing Seth and Seth's own burgeoning understanding of the maze, you are able to continue through it, searching for your ultimate target. Seth, I will give you another boost on your next check towards this. 
Okay. As you were advancing, however, you do hear the voice click on again over the Vox playing through, saying, this all would have been so much easier if you just hadn't come. I didn't need you for this plan in every step of the way. You just refused to die. You refused to die. I set so many traps. How do you think Jacinta found out about the financial exchange? Why do you think so many houses found so much blackmail material? You were just supposed to die and get out of the way, and it all would have been so easy. Then there's just a flamethrower that torches your second stormtrooper, and he goes up screaming uh, and is put down by Maximilian. It is time for the second roll to continue through the maze. All right. Um, for difficulty with a story point, or are you are you sitting on? I am spending three a story. I'm spending a story point again. So you're looking at okay. four four difficulty four, four reds, wow. one setback. Uh, but I have two boost. You have two time. boost. Okay. Though we do need to get another augment check. Yes, from Piper. Ooh, baby, let's do it. Okie dokie. What difficulty is this for you, Piper? Average. I don't know what that means. Average means dice? two, right? Two and one of them is red, correct? Yeah, it's so it's one purple, one red, always. Right. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that your abilities are being a little baffled by okay. the mirrors. Some of them may have uh, psyker qualities to them or mm. gems involved that you're not entirely sure of. So add two setback to this roll. Yikes. I am really glad we shot that man. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm basically like at this moment, as I, as I focus, I am clutching um, the, the symbol I wear around my neck of the um, Adeptus Astropathica. It's my devotional icon. Um, it may mean something. We'll see how I roll. <laughs> uh, four successes, one threat. Um, I do get to cancel. I can cancel up to two threat because I have that icon. Great. No threat then. You just okay. do manage to augment Seth. So Seth, you get that additional ability die for this okay. roll. So that's keyed in. Um, I'm going to use a story point again. Um, I think the story point comes in the form of that last stormtrooper getting set on fire. Uh, I think instead of Maximilian putting him down, I just kick him in the back to like make him stumble forward further into the maze <laughs> to like trigger more stuff. Yep. Let's um, find out what that does. Yeah. Uh, roll dice. Okay. Oh, four advantages only. Everything else washed out. All righty. These reds are nasty. I've got a pitch for you, Ryan, if you... I'm going to listen. Got... What are you thinking? <clears throat> um, that sounds to me like a maybe the guy stumbles forward, uh, you know, gets impaled by like a wall of spikes or some shit. Uh, it doesn't tell us where to go, but it does narrow down where not to go. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it does that for sure. So what we will say is those results will mean this was originally going to be four checks to get through the maze. Those advantages will mean you have one more check to get through the maze. However, with the lack of success, as you continue through this maze and a number of traps go off, it is tragic. But Sister Mina, you're about to take a step around a corner and get blasted by 
a, a servitor with a plasma cannon built into its right arm. You are about to get tagged when all of a sudden you just feel an iron hand on your shoulder pull you back and just say, not today. And Moximilian jumps in front of you and takes a plasma cannon blast that melts through his torso and destroys the mirror behind him. And Maximilian falls with one hand just sliding down your <laughs> arm and he's making eye contact as the life leaves his eyes. What are your last words to Maximilian Phoenix Bane? Sit at the side of the emperor, Maximilian. And he is gone. He dies on the floor of a trap set for all of you and this system. Seth, <laughs> it is time for the final roll to get to the center of this maze. Let's see what happens. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> Do we start with uh, Piper giving me the... That would be wise. Giving me the psyker, psyker advantage. Yeah. So am I keeping with the two setback, Ryan? Yes. Uh, actually, it'll be three setback this time three because setbacks? the closer you get to the center, the more they've clearly built these devices in. They're very expensive and they're subtle enough that you wouldn't know when you started because a lot of this is designed to get people into the maze clearly. So okay. it's the weakest outside, but there's more around you as you go. Okay. And I um, will be using a story point on your difficulty there, Seth, just so you know. I will also be using a story point. I won't uh, even For me? No. No, not for you. Okay. For Seth. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, I'll use one for you. Why not? I feel like we should crank this up. This is high stakes shit. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use one back at you. Great. Okay, I'm rolling. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Two successes, two advantages, and yet one despair. Ryan, so what are the what you, are the rules for can, despair and psychers? So the effect of uh, perils of the warp may be triggered whenever a roll to manifest a psychic power generates three threat or one despair. So Ryan, if you would like perils of the warp to be triggered, oh. It's not an option. <laughs> perils of the warp are being triggered. But this spell worked, right? Yes, it's two, two successes and two advantages. It's just that right. it worked, but also like... There's a cost. He hello, yeah. hello, 
Warp. Well, Laura, <laughs> let's walk into Perils Hello, of the Warpy, Warp. My so old friend. The, the nice thing is that there, you can't add anything. What you do is you roll a d10, and there's a table of effects. Great. Do you know what page that table is on? Um, or do you have that table in front of you? I have that table in front of me. Well, then I'm not rolling this d10, because really, it's you who gave yourself the perils of the warp, so I feel like you should summon your own punishment. Okie dokie. Those of you listening at home, Laura is digging through a bag to find a d10, (laughs) something you only need if you have truly, truly (laughs) fucked up somewhere in Dark Heresy, be it a critical uh, injury of some sort or a Let's use a dark red one. I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Dice for the dice go. Seven. It's not low. Okay. So seven is gullibility. The psyker's power backfires causing her to become extremely susceptible to suggestion by others. For the next five hours, the psyker adds two setbacks to all present checks and three setbacks to all opposed social interaction checks. You just became Nero. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) So make a note of that. The power backfires, which means there is no successful cast. You are just now incredibly successful. Susceptible to persuasion. Seth, this is very concerning for you because you had a great confidence in this maze. And what we've established with Piper's augment is you're not aware that it's Piper augmenting you, which just means you become less confident all of a sudden Mm. as you have no guards to cover you. I will ask you to add another two setback to this roll. Total of three setback. Yes. Um, you're using a story point. I'm using a story point. So I factored yep. those in already. I think it manifests as before we see the result of my decision of like guiding us next kind of thing. I think I just say like, wait, and we all like pause. And Seth is like looking and listening for something, but he doesn't know what it is. And then he just says, all right, forward. And we go, and he rolls. <sighs> Three successes, one triumph, two threats. This is an interesting Whoa. spread. Seth, you lead the group forwards. You manage to dodge a series of close-rated traps until a mirror drops down and a servitor with a heavy bolter just opens on full auto. Mina is at the front of the group, though, and it is firing from in front of her. So she just hunkers down, and you all match beside her. She starts sliding back along the floor as the heavy bolter rams pound into her storm shield, and it takes all three of you leaning the other way to be able to help her with, like, withstand the force coming at her. Mina, can you take one point of damage to your health that you cannot soak? Because this is just being rattled internally by this coming at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, smoke begins to fill the maze around you, and you begin to hear laughter, and mentions of Kornos and Isabella and Vorpal Blade start echoing through the maze around you, and suddenly in a flash of electrified light, the servitor is split in half, as one of the Harlequins flipped upside down, backflips through the maze to eliminate the servitor. 
You realize at this point, as you look around, there are Eldar Harlequins standing on the roof and on the floor and all the walls of the maze around you, and they're blocking every path except one. As you look down that path, you begin to see servitors fall, mirrors shatter, gunshots are punching through traps. The Harlequins are leaving you with a straight line, and as you pass each of them, they begin to bow or gesture and point towards where you are heading. Chanting Cornos and Isabella, Cornos and Isabella. And in Eldari, I will say, thank you for opening the way, which I can do <laughs> <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> uh, someone who may be pre template may have had access to that language in a way that someone who is post template does not. Uh, so, and yeah, I'll just like. Blending. As I walk, just keep being like, thank you. You've shown us the way. Now is the time. Now is the time. Like, greeting them like I'm fucking, like, walking the red carpet. Um, and and, uh, and the Eldar yeah. join you in this walk mm. as you move forwards. A small number of them. You can recognize from what you would know. A lot of the Eldar are colorfully dressed. You're seeing the same fields around them, almost squares and flashes of color appearing around them. They clearly have refractor fields or some sort of Eldari equivalent. Again, some of them are walking on the roof and some of them the floor, and they can switch at will. They're all clearly changing reality around them. But if you were to guess, looking at the four who end up being the closest to you, there is one that is the, the fanciest dressed of any of them, the most heroic in terms of the molding of his mask and the other parts of his uniform. He has a power sword in one hand, but not the blunt, crude instrument of the Imperium. This is an elegant, long, sleek, curved, almost scimitar. Only while you look at it, you can tell it is flawlessly balanced and is lightning fast. They're all so graceful that it is almost uncomfortable and shaming to look at them in comparison to yourselves. Next to him is one a, with, a, with a long staff, a mirrored mask. From this one, Piper, you can sense a, a, a psyker power that mm -hmm. is far more natural and reserved than your own. It makes you feel kind of raw, dangerous, uncultured. You would be the equivalent of, let's say, a machete. This is a scalpel. And you are equally close, so the scalpel is a thousand times more skilled. There is also a shadowy figure in the back that leaves all of you uncomfortable with devil horns peeking out from under a black hood, walking with a knife in each hand, still clearly a member of this band, but separated from all of the rest. And then there is just a, a simple uh, patchwork Aeldari, none of you can tell. This one doesn't appear to have a specific role. It seems almost to be, you would guess, a chorus member if this was the show of the Harlequins, just joining your group as well. As you walk forwards and through a mirror that appeared to be solid but is not, and enter a central chamber. There is no maze in this portion. This is clearly the control center at the center of it. It is all wood and cloth and crude mechanical structures. When you look up, you can see mirrors that are aligned to allow anyone in this space to see every other part of the maze. And you can see the spider arms of the controls that are moving the paths back and forth and triggering the traps. So many of them have been spent. Some of the arms are broken, clearly only intended to be used once, but you succeeded through the maze. And at the center of this space are two figures. One is seated in a wheelchair, drooling like a moron. 
Rancid is still poorly dressed in a Zardoz-ish outfit, drooling in the corner, parked, completely ignored. But at the center of the room is Gazzy in a way you have never seen Gazzy before. Gazzy is standing fully upright, powerful, lithe, cold. He is pacing back and forth while watching you. Only there's a leonine quality to his movements now. He is a big cat. You've never realized Gazzy is big before because he was always a foot shorter than all of the other house leaders. But compared to all of you, he is taller. He is spinning a knife in one hand in that weird supernatural almost way that you see, you know, performers with knives. Only he can trade it between hands and he has one in both. And he is wearing a a floor length coat made of patches of human skin, each of them with a face that is screaming within the leather that is there. That's that's fine. And he looks at all of you and says, I don't care what friends you've brought. I'll eat them too. But I'm going to punish all of you because you've made me a disappointment to my father. I was the best trapper. And now I'm going to prove I'm the best hunter. We're all disappointments to our fathers, Gassy. Get used to it. Horse taught me anything. It was that. I'll just cock my gun. (laughs) We are here as the Inquisition, sent to rotate heresy. We are for the hand of the Emperor, and now you will feel the fist of his fury. Uh, uh, Piper says, I mean, you all had fathers. What the hell? And then Warden just taps out on his arm, fuck this guy. (laughs) And you're all ready to go into action when? Suddenly, Mm. Nero, you are kicked forwards out of the line of the rest of your compatriots by the troopmaster of the Harlequins. And the rest of them turn on the group around you. Nero, or Seth, you suddenly find the sword of the cast member resting against your neck, holding you in place. And he leans forward and whispers to you, don't move. Piper. The horned figure appears out of the darkness, charging at you with the knife in each hand, and you find yourself going blind as you realize an untouchable is coming at you out of the Eldar band. No, 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 no. Mina, you circle on the Shadow Seer and the Troop Master, who are both about to place themselves between you and Nero, raising your Vorpal Blade when they, you, you feel a... You feel the scalpel, a mind scalpel, one could say, inside your head, and suddenly you find yourself blind. You cannot see in front, behind. You have no sense of where you are, nor can you help Nero. And the Eldar, as one voice say, Count Kornos faces the beast alone. I'll toss, toss my bolter. Um, and kind of just extend a hand without looking back at them, but like getting a sense of what's going on um, and uh, just kind of call, I guess, to Mina in what I suspect may be one of the few remaining Nero ways he can be like, hey, uh, yeah, Mina, hey, listen, yeah, sorry, I think I misread that thing. Uh, I'm, like, I'm going to need that uh, that Vorpal Blade. Can you, uh, you'll always be the, uh, the arm of the Inquisition, but uh, I think this time, you know, my arm's got to do the... Uh, the snickersnack business. I am yeah. gonna. Sp- I'm gonna spend a story point. Uh, the the troop master leans forward and just smashes Lena. It, uh, smashes Mina in the face with his sword, while the shadow seer slaps the her power sword out of her hand and just flips it towards mm-hmm. you, Nero. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'll lean down and pick it up, and I'm going to give them just fucking cut eye with my remaining eye. Um, because I think Nero realizes that the only way anyone walks is Viscount Cornos bullshit flies. But he also kind of admitted that maybe this is who he can be or whatever. So I'll reach for the blade uh, and just lean back and just shake my head in a classic disappointed samurai way uh, and drag uh, the blade up into a like cloud strife uh, stance where I'm holding it out in front of me kind of double-handed. Um, and uh, I'll just... Um, I'll, I'll just fucking look at him and say, yeah, right. I'd like to whisper to the Eldari who's resting a blade against my neck. Just whisper back if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Just, uh, um, we heard your story and in time came to learn who would play the role of one-eyed Count Kornos and Isabella, but... We still don't know how the story ends. What's about to happen? Observe. The story is alive. You and with that, Nero. The end either. Damn. Do you charge, do you <laughs> charge at Gazzy or do you have Gazzy come at you? Uh, I have Gazzy come at me. Great. From the sides, you hear the, the Eldari begin to chant in gothic, which is unsettling oh, hey. unto itself. But the crowd the whole way around in the smoke are chanting, young Count Kornos, the one-eyed knight, with vorpal blades, the darkness did fight. As you raise the sword and Gazi sprints towards you with terrifying speed. Mm -hmm. uh, are you set to strike the moment he comes at you? Or are you letting him take the first hit? I just want to know how, where the fight's going in my mind. Yeah, I'll just tell you, and then we can see how dramatically this happens or not. There is no world prophecy or otherwise where Nero Abagnale slash Count Cornos can win this fight um, in a fair fight. Uh, so instead, um, his plan is literally like having this very like wide stance with blade in both hands and kind of like, a, I'm going to fight you way. Um, and the plan is literally to just let Gazzy fucking come in and cut him up. In the hopes that, well, he's getting cut to ribbons, he can jam a power sword through his shoulder and into his core. There's no, like, there's no defense here. The plan is, like, I will fight you, but it's a feint to just try and strike a killing blow as he's being shredded is basically the uh, what I'm going with with this. Great. Let's actually roll these attacks. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to make that your attack, and I will make his skills the difficulty because then it's still sure. you striking. Or, yeah, that makes sense because then we'll yeah. just see who who lands their hit. You're going to get hit either way, but this feels like a... Yeah. Uh, no, you have better odds the other way. No, we'll do the strike separately because you have better odds of hitting that way, and you okay. should because you're I'll like taking a I'll also say that like, I'm the, like going in with with the, the Vorpal Blade. I'm also trying to Assassin's Creed him like with whatever I can, like yeah. whether it's Prison Shiv or Through the Eye, whatever, whatever I can manage. But yeah, this is literally like maybe I can hurt him enough that other people can kill him later. <laughs> I will let you roll both of those attacks first. We will roll them separately uh, sure. just so that we can keep track okay. of that. Fair enough. Uh, you'll get the full power on the sword. It is flawlessly balanced and very mm -hmm. high quality, so you'll only have some subtractions to your Assassin's Creed attack. We'll That's treat this as great. though it's a it's a balance. It. So right. Great. So, um, yeah, in the meantime, I think Mina getting punched, spat blood, and then is staying down. But because she can't see and it's creepy Elder chanting, she's just like quietly praying and doing a prayer for, for Nero. Just like, you know, Emperor, please protect your son. Please, Nero, walk the path of the Emperor. 
Piper, yeah. how are you? How are you reacting to this? Because you were also incredibly susceptible to things right now. Yeah. Um. I think I think Piper is like savvy enough to understand that she's being affected by something, even if she can't counter it. Um, so I think she withdraws into her meditative state, into her black box, with hopefully the Emperor's light somewhere nearby. Nice. All right, Nero. Let's roll for your power sword attack first. That'll be melee light. Yep. The difficulty is traditionally two. However, Gazi is an He's adversary. Agent Smith. So... He's an adversary, so you have to upgrade difficulty three times. So he becomes a difficulty five. Yep. <laughs> uh, I will spend one story point to give him a red. This is yep. fine. That's fair. Um, and how many are we sitting on? On uh, You currently have three, and I have two after that spend. All right. Uh, I will absolutely spend one to upgrade to a yellow. Great. Um, I would like to petition, if I may, sir, for some boost for lacking any defense. So the idea being – Yeah. So I think what I might argue for is two boost, one for each of the defense that my body glove or mesh coat might give me that I would rather put towards attack than impeding his strikes. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and he receives one defense, so one setback die for his uh, – more honestly, it's natural like ability to dodge things than it is any form of armor. He's just so fucking fast. Fair the enough. The faces doesn't provide any kind of defense. It's just – Not really. Well, it depends if I recognize it. If I'm like, oh, shit, it's Jim. <laughs> um, that said, uh, Ryan – so I wrote all the stats down for the power sword knowing that this would probably happen, but I didn't necessarily uh, look up what all of them were. Given that I've got Breach 2, that would negate his – Soak or his yeah, defense? Yeah, we'll take that out as soak. So defense right. will affect the ability to hit. Breach will be... So how it traditionally works is there is pierce, which goes through soak, and then breach technically only does damage to vehicles, which I hate. Ah, so I argue mm. breach, multiply it by two, and that's what it'll do is pierce. So if it's breach two, it's pierce four. Right. Against soak, not defense. Against gotcha. soak, not defense. Right. And sunder would be, if it hits, then it can have negative effect to his shit, but... yeah. That's Honestly, he's gift. just carrying knives in a coat. Like this motherfucker's coming all him. It's true. Ruin his coat. I might want to just fuck up his coat a little bit. You know, it's possible. So let's see what happens. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. All right. So we are rolling with one green, two yellow, four purple, one red, two blue, one black. Yep, that sounds about right. Two successes, two advantage. Hey. Nice. Uh, so with my so with the power sword, my brawn, that is nine damage. Uh, oh, sorry, I lied. Uh, that What's is uh, my my brawn is three. The sword is six. I got two successes, so yeah. that's a total of eleven for funsies. That um, is good. Plus two advantage, um, which I would like to spend on my next strike as two boost if I can. Or one boost. It's two advantage for one boost, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll carry one boost over to your next yep. strike. So that makes Beautiful. sense to me. Yep. And uh, with mm -hmm. the double, that'll be breach four. Uh, I've got crit two, but I need two advantages isn't enough for that. So womp womp. Crit think, two? Is it? Or yeah, can that's, I two advantage, that's two advantage to spend right. for a crit. So you can do that. Fuck uh, the so boost. Fuck the boost. Yeah. Trigger crit, baby. 
Do you have a D100, my friend? Um, oh, I've been known to indulge. <laughs> I've been known to indulge. <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> Roll dice socially? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I never inhaled the dice, though. Um, oh, that that is very interesting. That is, uh, that is a four on a D100. That is, that is a minor nick. He suffers one strain. <laughs> that feels like bullshit to me, though, so we're going to make it... Uh, Del, uh, tell- what... <laughs> I was gonna say, Del, what like is a the... minor nick. That's yeah, it's stupid. It's a bad roll. It's a real bad it's roll. A I mean, if it nicks roll. an artery, I think it's... the trick is that this is actually a power sword. Del, what is the additional? What is the vicious score on your chain sword? Vicious. It is vicious three plus thirty to crit. Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, I'm gonna add thirty to that roll for you, Tom. Um, the target mm. oh, to balance it up. out. I will take some strain. Okay. For that, great. So, l- let me take four strain from my roll of four. For what's worth, I rolled on better dice to see if that would change it, and I rolled a three. So, like, this was destiny. <laughs> okay. um, you rolled on better dice. Yeah, I rolled what on my bad mean, guy. Tom? I rolled on my bad guy uh, black and red like empire <laughs> dice for like when I'm pl- a DM and I'm trying to kill y'all. So <laughs> then I rolled on my heroic silver and black dice, and they both said no. Nice. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna beef that up to a head ringer. So. The the injury with the sword will mean that the that uh, Gazi will suffer. Uh, he will increase the difficulty of all intellect and in- increase the difficulty of all intellect and cunning checks by one. So if anybody is coming at him in a mental way, cool. he'll be a little more thrown. Love it. Um, alrighty, uh, let's try and stab him with my uh, <laughs> my sadness dagger. <laughs> Great. So right. again, that'll be difficulty five. Yeah, one of those will be red. Red, yep, totally fair. Um, I am going to also spend a story point on this okay. one. Um, because, again, uh, desperate people fighting don't think about the tactical necessity of other people having dice. Um, and then, yes, can I take my... I sacrificed my defense for boost. Yep, yep, that'll affect the, the rolls against you, but yes, you can do that. He also has his one setback for his armor. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, cool. All right. Let's see what happens. So we have one green, three yellow. Yep. Uh, four purple, one red, two blue, one black. Same same roll. Same roll again. Those odds are not in our favor. Afuaita saying, uh, that's four advantage, two failure. Four advantage, two failure. Uh, he comes in. You do manage to to ram the blade through, uh, honestly, his chest on one side, which is why he's so thrown with the, the power sword as it goes through. But your other blade goes towards his head, and he manages to dodge that one. His neck actually bends more than you've ever seen a person's neck bend. It's clearly part of his overall enhancements because the sword did not take him out, and his neck went further than you would have thought possible, and he's still reaching in. However... Let's see how homie does here. So what he is your is defense? Man. Uh, my defense is now zero because I sacrificed it to gain the boost. Okay, Homie okay. Novus. Homie Novus. I like it. He is I like it. In. He doesn't deserve Piper's that. just hoping to die in the light of the emperor. We'll see. Oh, my. Oh, my. All these downers. Seth is hoping to live. <laughs> Seth is hoping to walk out of here. 
So rending claws. <laughs> so Tom, his first attack with his blade, the moment you stab in, you feel a moment of like you have a chance and then you just feel cold coming from your gut. Uh, you take... He rolled two triumphs, like two triumphs on God this roll. Ouch. Have it. Oh dear. I think I know how the myth ends. GG. Um, and <laughs> it has crit... He does 14 damage. Mm -hmm. It also has breach, so it will remove two of your soak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you take three crits mm -hmm. with how deep the knife goes. Which means... <laughs> you become highly gullible. <laughs> the first crit... For the first time. I've never been gullible to this point. <laughs> Uh, the first crit is a sudden jolt. So you drop whatever is in your hand. <laughs> yep. So you lose your sword and your Stick Assassin's your Creed blade clatters away. Your second crit. Oh, does this have? Oh, actually, it might even be more net. Yep, that's supposed to be a 34. You are, uh, so you are, yeah, no, we'll go with that because that's a nice one. Uh, 64 RPS. You are hamstrung, which means you no longer receive your free maneuver each turn. Oh, darn. There it goes picking up. The sword. Oh yeah, it's really going to matter to my corpse. Uh, to oh. you, my my corpse is very concerned about his maneuverability. Oh. How else will I aim? Okay, here's the interesting <laughs> thing. You you add ten, ten each time you take a crit. Now you're adding plus 20. twenty on top of whatever you're rolling. And he adds two with his knife because he's super hey, nasty. Hey, hey Del, Mina better get her her Medicaid kit out. <laughs> Mina better get her morning wear out, is really what's... Uh... That is a clean 90, which means Whoa. we jump to oh, fucking 130. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is a gruesome injury. Mm -hmm. So it is so that just deep... it looks bad. ...that it is messing with you. So I now... This is where I thought we would start. I have to determine <laughs> which one it is affected. So it's so deep. Three. It is affecting your brawn. Okay. Uh, it is reduced by one. So your brawn goes down. Oh, all right. Yep. Which will also affect your soak and your health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Ryan, what will it do to my health? It lowers the threshold? Your threshold will be current? lowered by one. Well, all right. Yeah. And your soak will be lowered by one. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I love that. All right. Um, so uh, may I? Uh, yes, yes. So, um, so he tears in, uh, and uh, Nero's eye just kind of goes wide. Um, the blades fall away. It's not like a knocking them out of my hands. It's literally just like, that was the play. Um, so the blades fall away. Uh, I feel cold um, kind of uh, jutting through me. Um Tom, and, just for, for a technical question for my brain, do you have any wounds left, or is this? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm just saying. There's stuff I stuff I also want to know mechanically for for me, but just I have three. I was gonna get there though. Okay, I'm still alive. Uh, so um, standing there as my guts begin to like, you know, roll out a little bit. Um, I'll just uh, look at him uh, and say, um, you know, you know who else almost gave up. When the emperor's claws tore through him, 
<laughs> Try again, homo novus. Fabius Bile was never the favorite son, and nor are you. Uh, and then I'll just cough blood and maybe some lung out. But I have three fucking wounds left. My uh, defense, my soak is down to five. I have no defense left. My threshold is down to 11, but I mean, threshold doesn't matter. I got seven strain left. I'm in bad shape, but I am still standing. He is Does he still hit here. me again? <laughs> and the Ale Dari watching the fight continue their chant, their voices overlapping uncomfortably for These all of you. fucking guys. He had lost his eye and with it his mind, stripped of his memory, his fate unaligned. Then there is an option for all of you, the regular humans who are watching this fight. The Aeldari are beginning to watch the fight. They're not necessarily as closely watching you, but they are watching this. Do you want to try to do something or do you not? They do clearly have the drop and advantage on all of you. It's just, do you want? I'm not Seth going to trap just, you on the sidelines. Yeah, Seth would just want to speak more. Um, yep. He would not want to make any sudden moves that would get his head cut off. Yep, feel free. Uh, you would just say, uh, the battle's decided. Let us go. Let us help him. Help us. The story is not finished. Story. One must keep to the script. Piper, is there anything you do? Um, is there anything I can do? Like, Is there anything you want to do? Um, uh, I think in response to this blinding, I would, I think just like ang angry Piper will cast, basically send out blinding, a blinding energy towards um the attacker uh, our, our homie yeah Alrighty. so let's uh let's do the roll it's not they, good i just want to be clear my setback to presence checks telepathy is a presence check yep and they are an untouchable in engagement range so you're adding four difficulty adding four difficulty correct <laughs> so adding four saying, difficulty I, to I, that no 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 yeah, I'm not saying you have to do this because this is also the untouchable coming at you narratively so it's okay if yeah. you decide that's too much difficulty yeah I, I think, think it's you too much difficulty look 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 <laughs> we get red two green two yellow seven purple one red and two blacks I think I think Piper would I think honestly literally how this what this looks like is her like opening her mind up again to like what's going on outside and then going oh mm, no and, and essentially <laughs> shutting her box back in. <laughs> Can you roll me a ranged light check for Warden at oh, yeah, two sure. difficulty with two setback? At two difficulty with two setback. Yeah, All righty. Uh, one advantage. One advantage. Interesting. 
Okay, I'm going to say while everyone else is letting this game play out because they're clearly overmatched, Warden just turns and opens fire on the Eldar because Warden does not fuck around with aliens. So he opens up, but his advantage means Piper, he will actually have kept the untouchable away from engagement range from you. They will make it next turn, but they've had to dodge. So if you want to make your check, it will only be at two additional difficulty, not four. Oh, And I will also say, because this has kept them back and you'd be able to see more, you could either throw the blindness at the untouchable or you could throw it somewhere else, should you so wish. Um, Yeah, let's get that fucker out of the way. Uh, I'm going to suffer two wounds uh, to add add an automatic success. Will this be for next turn? Uh, No, we'll cast this now. now? You you were going to cast and then couldn't, and then Warden shot at a guy, which is all supposed to be simultaneous. Okay. Um, Because if there's one thing Warden knows, it's when you're trying to do something and something is stopping you. He's not okay with real world things stopping you. He's okay (laughs) with him stopping you. I'm also going to, I'm going to push again. So I'm going to upgrade one of the dice to add an additional success. Oh, this is going to be rough. And I'm going to use a story point to add another red to your difficulty. So I just upgrade a red. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to story point too. Great. So... Gonna be horrible. I haven't even rolled yet. I'm scared. Okay, I'm rolling. Oh, we gotta get some perils here. Hey, okay. So three successes, but five threats. So three threats <laughs> will trigger right. perils of the warp. Ryan, with additional threats, uh, there's a couple things you can do. Um can I add to your perils roll? You can add plus five. Um, okay, so that's what you want to do? Okay, cool. Do, how many? How much does it cost me to add five? Two. It costs yeah, you two adding, threats, I'm so adding, that's all the threats. I'm adding five. That's great. You're adding so, five? Let's perils. I will say it works. Uh, okay. unless, the, unless whatever the perils is specifically tells us, it doesn't. Okay. Now, it says perils of the warp takes effect once the psychic uh, power check has been resolved. Yeah, that's now. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, that's nine plus five, so that's 14. Oh, no. We got a psychic cage. So I am now locked in the prison of my mind, uh, taking on the role of both zealous jailer and penitent heretic. I have to make a hard charm or negotiation check to appeal to my own better nature to escape self-inflicted chastisement. If I fails, I'm staggered and immobilized, for a number of rounds equal to my willpower, that's four, and develop a mental trauma. <laughs> okay. Wow. You got more rolling to do. So Ironically, while- that's what you wanted. <laughs> you wanted to be trapped in a little box. I know, right? <laughs> while the solitaire is blinded and staggers and you feel Warden sprint away from you, drawing his sword towards it to buy you as much time as he can, Unfortunately, you are in the 40K equivalent of the Nest T plunge inside your mind. You send the warp energy out, but then when it goes, you feel your soul lean forwards out of your body. And when you try to correct and draw it back in, you actually fall back into your mind. So you fall Uh into uh, the, the cell that you've always been afraid of your whole life. You fall back into an astropath cell but the kind in a high volume workspace where there is no chance for art, where you are just like 
mind blown within two years. You feel yeah. yourself at the end of that rope. You know you're one message away from your whole body falling apart. You can look down and see that your flesh is is saggy and torn. You have none of the strength you've worked on. You have none of the youth that you've worked on. You've never been a part of the inquisitorial band. You are just a cog in a machine that is being wasted. And standing over you is your current self, youthful, purposeful, part of the Inquisition. And that version of you is telling this new terrified version of you that you have no value, that you are garbage, and this is all you ever deserved. And no one ever really knows how to hurt their own feelings as much as themselves. So what does evil subconscious Piper say to current Piper in this horrifying alternate universe that would break her? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I think she would say, well, this is quite the end you're having, and you didn't even get to live at all. Let's roll that check now. All right. Um, so this is a hard, I have to make a hard charm or negotiation check. They're the same for me. But is this an opposed check against myself? No, because you, you, it is, it, oh, well, it, no, because it says hard. So you're making yeah. it, um, you Only be because I get three setbacks to all opposed social interactions checks. Uh, yeah, this right would count. Now. Yeah, okay. This would count because you are weakened by the susceptibility. So you actually got blasted into your own mind and you're susceptible <laughs> to listening to your own fears. Okay. So four green, three purple, three black. Let's see what happens. Hey, five successes, four threats. What? <laughs> so that means you succeeded? Five successes, four threats. Yeah. Amazing. Piper, you feel yourself about to fall into the darkness when you begin to resist and you begin to push back and the vision around you begins to fragment. And you realize you're still not going to be able to break entirely free until you feel a hand take your own and raise you up. And you snap back into consciousness and you see the shadow seer of the Harlequins holding you by the hand and lifting you up to your feet. And you realize you cannot move. You have been paralyzed and your psycho abilities have been paralyzed within you, but you can also feel the well of your psychic energy growing. And normally that is a danger. Normally that is something that you would worry about shattering your mind or summoning a demon. But for the first time, the psycho powers feel clean. It feels like water. It feels like your control is there and you realize you cannot move, but when you can, you will be stronger than you were before perhaps stronger than you've ever been and in a different way. And behind the mirror mask, the shadow seer says to you, you are not fated to die here. You have work to do, Isabella. And then the shadow seer turns to stand beside you, keeping their hand wrapped around yours, and you get to watch this final showdown. Mina, you are praying and blind mm -hmm. on the floor. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, your vision returns to you in a flash because the Shadow Seer's psychic attention has been brought elsewhere, which means you are now on the floor, you have your shield, you have your chain sword, but there is a troop master of the Harlequin standing between you and Nero who is about to die. You are prone. What do you do? Um, God, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it He's standing between her and Nero, but is he attention focused on her? He's, he's facing her. With the Shadow Seer having moved away, she's got his full attention. 
Okay. I think <laughs> this is really random, but I think she wants to try and throw the shield at the Homo Nobis, either to knock him over or to give the shield to Nero. Like, this is nice. her protection for him. Let's go with athletics and brawn for this toss. All right. I got to go back to my actual sheet. Huh. All right. Athletics and brawn. All right. So your difficulty is going to be uh, the Eldar's coordination to try to smack this aside. Okay. Which means your difficulty will be three red and two purple. <sighs> okay. Because Eldar are supernaturally coordinated. Mm-hmm. All right. I will also use a story point, so it'll be four red. One purple and four red? Yes. Okay. I will give you two boost because this is a crazy fucking move, and I wouldn't have seen it coming, so I doubt <laughs> the Eldar were like, and then she'll throw away her shield for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a crafty reason, but for them, none. Um, all right. What Man, what is our story point situation? Uh, you've got currently three, and I have two after that trade. So you have them. This is this is the Hail Mary. I'm going to take one. This is Alrighty, this is all Mina can do. She can't get herself there, but maybe she can help a little bit. All right. So two greens, three yellows, one purple, four reds, two boost. All right, we're doing this. Oh my <laughs> word, Emperor. <laughs> oh, this is a fucked up roll. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, words sweeter. I rolled six successes, one triumph, one threat, one despair. <laughs> wow. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our Game Master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. 
If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what? What's going on? There's got to be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interests? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.